Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Alana Enquirer publisher here with you. After a little bit of a week off for me, family and I took a little bit of a reset. I still had some content on the site, but stepped away from my podcast uh, equipment. So wasn't able to do any with emergency podcasts with Brandon Lieb committing, but uh, might be a couple of days later. But uh, I got together with Derek Piper today for our podcast today to break down newest Illini signee, seven-foot Deerfield, Illinois center Brandon Lieb. A quick recruitment, a surprise recruitment, and we break it all down with Derek Piper. We've had great coverage of that throughout the week at IlliniInquire.com. Hopefully you've been able to check out that. Uh, just today, recording this on July 2nd. Amazing, it's July 2nd, 2020 already, but what a year it's been. But uh, just posted a story today talking with Mike Mullins, the Illinois Wolves AAU director, about Brandon Lieb and just about his commitment to development in his program and how that was a big selling point to Brad Underwood. And uh, Brandon Lieb bought into the plan that Brad Underwood and his staff had for him. So you can check that out on the site. We break down Brandon Lieb, just how he compares to some of the other project big men Illinois has added in the Brad Underwood era. Derek also has a story up today about Trey Pettigrew, the 2020 in-state guard out of Fenwick. So check that out as well. Before we get to Derek, just a couple other things we wanted to hit on. Uh, The TBT is going to happen this weekend. Illinois plays Saturday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, the House of Pain team, which has uh, seven Illinois alums on it, most notably Malcolm Hill, Laurent Black, Nana Egwu, uh, Andres Felice as well. And I have a story up on the website today about Andres Felice, about uh, how this is really a tournament-style setting for him. For Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to play in the NCAA tournament in college. Uh, Michael Finke as well on this team. Uh, Cameron Liss, Michael Tulip as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, check out that story on Andres Felice today. Just uh, such a fan favorite. And for him to have this opportunity to wear the Illinois jersey in this kind of tournament, but also have a pro showcase. We talked about that with Derek. Uh, talk about the other players on the team coming up as Derek will cover this. It's nice to cover something and, and cover some live basketball. He'll be doing that this weekend uh, for Illini Enquirer. And hopefully in the next week, uh, we can get a matchup uh, with Illinois, the House of Pain team, and Carmen's crew, the Ohio State team that also seems to have Dimitri McCamey. Uh, so we talk about that with Derek as well. Some other things going on that you can check out on the site. Mule Eifler, obviously in the news on uh, Wednesday, as he spoke out on Twitter, his press conference, Zoom conference that was scheduled prior to that tweet uh, was postponed, but eventually he did talk with us. Got all kinds of coverage on that. Uh, I have a column up today and get my thoughts on it, but I think most importantly, uh, our biggest takeaway from that is, I think Mule expressed a lot of concerns and uncertainty and unease 
that a lot of college football players have. And we saw his teammates speak out about that, about returning to playing football during a pandemic. And I feel like a lot of his questions, uh, Illinois, which is well-intentioned, um, has taken strict protocols. I just don't think they can fully answer right now. And I don't think, I don't know if my life is going to have answers before a potential season kicks off if the season kicks off. So we're two months away in two days uh, from Illinois uh, kicking off against Illinois state, or at least that's the plan. Uh, but uh, Illinois is on, you know, most of the players are uh, reported or are reporting coming up this week. We'll see how it goes. None of us have been through something like this. And I think it's important to, to hear from players about their uncertainty, about their unease throughout this, because they're being forced to not forced, but they're being pressured at least whether Illinois or other college programs intend that or not, but to, to come back in huge groups and, and play football with potential people who might have COVID. I mean, they're testing all these things. They're trying to take as many precautions as possible, but we don't know if they're uh, could be at risk, right? We don't know if even if a, a healthy young person can get this, they can still suffer from it. And are there long-term consequences to their health from that, which could impact their potential football careers? Mila Leifer wants to know, hey, if the season doesn't go as planned, well, I have an extra year of eligibility because this could all impact my uh, potential NFL future. All legit concerns or passing this on to somebody, a family member, some person on the staff that could be affected by this. I mean, college football is likely to contribute to the spread. Um, can they contain it? Possibly, right? Uh, but can they completely contain it? That that seems unreasonable. Um, but there are obviously concerns on ease. And I, I want college football back. I hope they try. I hope they can try. Um, but it, it's got to be safe. And even I grapple with the uncertainty and unease that, hey, I'm not the one putting myself in a little bit of danger here. These players uh, definitely are. And uh, I can understand where, why there would be some unease uh, and uncertainty about that. So I thought it was important for Milo Eifer to, to speak out. And it's obvious that a lot of his teammates and, and people across college football uh, felt the same way. So I think it's important for us that want football back and are so football hungry and just want it back to to just acknowledge that uncertainty and unease and that we might not have the answers to those things right now, which can be unsettling. It's just an interesting time, of course. One more football note, Cameron Bonner, a three-star wide receiver out of Texas, a top 700 prospect in the country. I caught up with him about his virtual visit earlier this week, and Bonner's a very impressive prospect at a huge need position for the Illini. Andrew Hayes Stoker has to add talent to his uh, wide receiver room with the Matt Torbebe, Ricky Smalling, and Trayvon Sidney all graduating after this year. They need long-term fixes at that position. You hope Brian Hightower, the Miami transfer, can be that, but you need more long-term answers. And Cameron Bonner is a type of player that Illinois doesn't seem to have yet uh, on their roster, a guy that can just get open can find separation. He's a slot receiver, 5'11", 175, great speed, uh, can make plays, get in and out of his breaks really quick. And Illinois seemed to really, really impress him during this virtual visit. And, and I think Illinois is towards the top of his list right now, and he plans to make a decision soon. So if Hey Stoker could put Pat Bryant and Cameron Bonner together in, in two months, I think it'd be a great uh, start to this 2021 class at wide receiver. Uh, but you can check out more about Cameron Bonner, what he thought about this at our site, IlanaInquire.com. And by the way, we still got a good deal for you. You can sign up for your 
first month of Illini Inquirer VIP access for just $1. So if you want to try us out, just $1 the first month. If you don't like it, you can cancel after that. But I think you'll like it uh, and, and all the coverage we have with Illinois if you don't subscribe already. Or you can sign up for an annual subscription for 30% off. That's more than $30 of savings for the entire year. All right. Are you a believer in Brandon Lieb or a believer? That's right. I said it. We'll talk about that next. Derek Piper, Illini Inquirer, talking some Illini basketball recruiting and the newest Illini signee. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into the Illini Inquirer podcast. And uh, after a week off, uh, of course, I take a week off, and Illinois basketball gets a surprise commitment pretty quick recruitment with brandon lieb out of deerfield a seven foot center very skinny uh but a big 10 a big man now uh, had several power five offers late in this process and Derek piper joins us now this is a quick one Derek. not a lot of uh not a lot of time to build up suspense in this one something to cover i, I was cool with that to have the content um but yeah absolutely it, it reminds you a little bit of course a lot of fans have seen the the Michigan late swoop in uh, a different caliber of, of recruit. We're not talking to Xavier Simpson or even Colin Castleton based on where he was ranked, but uh, for Illinois then to, to get in the mix late and 48 hours later, he's, he's on board in terms of offer to, to when he's committing and now signed. Yeah, they had the spot and, and they liked the, the possibility of what he can become. He's, he's seven feet. He's got an ability to stretch the floor, uh, obviously an in-state kid who, knows what it means to play at Illinois and that's something that he places a high value on like this is a flyer or we got to be honest about it and look you're taking a guy in June and uh, this is something they've done in the past uh, but he does have he did have other power five offers which is encouraging so Oklahoma State Oklahoma DePaul Utah they saw something in him uh, and he, he put together a nice senior season it's really just going to be about can you add on to what's now a 220-pound frame? Can you make that 250? And uh, can he last battling in practice against Kofi and Georgie and uh, the, the Adam Fletcher program? So uh, it's an opportunity for him. It's fairly low risk for Illinois. We can talk about Alex Chiku now reclassing and what that means and Iowa's decision still. Um, but for the most part, it, it's a flyer, and we'll see what happens with that. And this is kind of their MO, right? Like they've, they've done this every year with Brad Underwood taking some late flyers. Um, but this one was really interesting, Derek, because unlike Jermaine Hamlin, he did have a lot of other Power Five offers. Like unlike Matisse Vassell or, you know, even Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk, who I think both of us are really intrigued by, um, 
he had a lot of real interest and it came late from these power five schools. Have you seen anything like this or what, what was behind that from, from your vantage point? It's a good question. Uh, we, we've seen here the different circumstances, Isaiah Barnes, who clearly was had power five offers before, you know, this quarantine time, COVID time, but um, a highlight tape comes out and all of a sudden he's not playing basketball, but he's getting a bunch of offers. Um, I know that Brandon told me that essentially, you know, the transfer market had a decent amount to do with some of his renewed interest or just the recruitment. He didn't expect to be there because he planned similar, just like Jermaine Hamlin was going to go to prep school. Uh, I know that Illinois recently hasn't had someone leave the program. So their status has been the same, although they have been pursuing people on the transfer market that would have taken precedence. Justin Smith, um, obviously Sean B. Brown, uh, and not being able to get those. So all of a sudden you still have that spot. Um, but I think that now programs further on in the summer without this, the same kind of options on the board there, if you're sitting there with a spot and you have, if you can roll the dice and, and you're going to take one, why not do it with a seven footer and, and one that has skills. And that's one thing that Illinois looks at there with uh, a skill set, um, size, and can you develop the body with, with the skills that he has. So, um, that's what they saw. I know that's obviously what some of these other programs saw. But, yeah, it was interesting for a guy that in a span of two weeks wasn't ha didn't have any Power 5 offers and had about five and, and now needed to make a decision without even being able to take campus visits. So he even mentioned it's kind of weird, but uh, he's coming to Illinois, and that's something that he, growing up in the state, really uh, obviously looked towards and hoped for himself, and he's going to have a chance. I got a piece on the site with Mike Mullins talking to him, who's had a long history with, with Illinois' program. Demetri McCamey was with the Wolves. Tracy Abrams, Nana Egg Sam Manscalco. Um, and he, he seemed to be impressed by what Illinois communicated with Brandon. And Brandon seemed to be pretty impressed with how they communicated. So what was it that – you mentioned a little bit about what Illinois saw in, in them, but what made this make sense, this match make sense, Derek? Commitment to development, I would say, and just giving him the time and the resources to really uh, to, to blossom and not to push him in a situation. And really on Illinois side, him not looking for instant gratification or instant um, opportunity. It's something that he had to be committed to getting better over a long course of time. It could be two, three years before he really sees any kind of significant playing time. And it's not going to be easy when Kofi is 280, 290, and it's a perfect opportunity to get better and challenge yourself. Or even Georgie's going to be an upperclassman. Jermaine Hamlin's going to have a year on him. He's going to get beat up in practice, and obviously he's going to get pushed really hard by Adam Fletcher in the weight room. And if he's willing to accept that challenge, that um, they're going to give that to a guy, again, who has the skill set and he gets to stay close to home. Academics were really important to him, Illinois – he said to me was the highest of any of his offers in terms of the academic opportunity. Um, so it really was a, a good fit for Brandon. And again, it was, he understands that he doesn't want to be one of those guys that's in the portal after a year or two. Um, he's going to have to show the progress, of course, uh, to be able to stick around at the Big Ten level. Uh, but he's getting that opportunity and Illinois was able to provide that. And also it, it it's going to excite Atlanta fans that he sees the progress with the program. He's excited about where Illinois basketball is going. And I know that's something that Atlanta fans want to see with other in-state guys that, you know, become power five worthy prospects that look at Illinois and say, I want to be there because they're going in the right direction.
I agree. This is going to be a long journey for him to, to get to a Big Ten impact level. Um, and this feels like, Derek, the big man that will actually redshirt, right? Like <laughs> so many years, whether it was Maverick Morgan or Austin Colbert or, you know, Michael Finke actually redshirted, but it feels like this could be the first one in a long time because it feels like that's part of the plan. And assuming Kofi Coburn comes back, which I think we both think is still going to happen, uh, Jermaine Hamlin come back, and then Georgie Bashanishvili comes back, and Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk, like he should, there should be no reason why he shouldn't redshirt at this point. It seems like both sides think, yeah, that's the smart thing to do. Yeah, definitely. I know we sit every fall around media day. Is Matisse going to redshirt? He should, right? And no, he doesn't. Or um Evo had to play and that's the that's the point you, you had to throw some of those guys out there and even Jermaine Hamlin uh you know what happens if if Kofi gets gassed after uh you know 20 minutes on the court we, we wondered how many minutes he could really last out there and uh just to have a body but um Georgia can play the five you're expecting Kofi back to get up a lot of those minutes Hamlin has experience that you can at least play spot minutes there so um, really, Brandon, and then you look at his body. He's just not ready. He, he's not ready for the Big Ten. And, uh, but he understands that. Illinois understands that. And, yeah, I think we're finally going to see uh, a red shirt. Obviously, I think Anthony Higgs technically ended up being a red shirt, but a clear at the beginning of the season, he's red shirting, and, and that's going to happen. All right. Can we, can we rank these flyer big men? Like, wh- <laughs> where would you put Lieb among – uh, Higgs wouldn't qualify as a big. So Matitz, I'm guessing Matitz is at the bottom there. Jermaine yeah. Hamlin, Ebo, I guess we could put in that group. Samba Kane, how would you rank that group and where would Lieb fall? Mm, we're not counting Georgie as a flyer, I guess, uh, just because a little bit different circumstance. Yeah. Some could categorize that because it was a late recruitment and, um, but that was kind of a love at first sight thing with, with Brad and, and that was, that was that. Uh, good question. Samba, I think his athleticism, they had high, I think they were higher on Samba when, when they saw the athleticism uh, and ability to run the floor. They, they were all in on him um, and really pushed and made him a priority late, later on in that spring. Um, yeah, I think they'd like him to still be here, right? Yeah, like, I think sure. they, they would have loved him still being here. Yeah. And, and Ebo was a guy that they didn't necessarily push, push out of the program either. Um, that was a guy that, Chin recruited to UIC, and uh, that that one's hard to judge because Ebo didn't have other high major offers, but at the same time, he did play at a higher level AAU, showed more. Uh, he played EYBL. He played uh, at the Jesuit School in Detroit with Cassius Winston. So, hmm, Leave is above Matisse for sure. Uh, is he I above think Hamlin's Ebo? interesting. Hamlin's yeah. the interesting one, right? How would you how would you do that? Because I I agree with you. I, I would probably have Kane number one just because the upside. Yep. Uh, Ebo number two because he kind of had a higher four. Um, mm-hmm. But where where do you go with Leave and and Hamlin? That's that's Hamlin. what I would find interesting. Yeah, they're, they're obviously we're very similar circumstances of thinking they're going prep school, feeling like they needed it. Um, different different styles, contrasting styles. Where Hamlin has the the physical. He has the body. He has the athleticism. They need to add skills to his game. They need to add a body to the skills that Leap has. Um, Hamlin didn't have the other Power Five offers, so if you're just going off that, I understand how you could give Leap the benefit of the doubt. Hamlin is is someone that has will go the old higher ceiling, lower floor. Leap has the higher ceiling. Um, Hamlin has the higher floor, and, and he can help you more 
uh, right away. If you want to, if you want to take upside leads above Hamlin, but um, if you want someone that you think is going to give you something for sure, then I'd say Hamlin. Yeah. It feels like Hamlin, Derek is going to be, I, I think he could turn into a guy that is at least the backup big, right? Rim protecting big Kim battle has the body to do it. Leave. You're not even sure if he's going to have that yet. Yep. So is he, is he just a guy that has skill, but really can't play in the post? Um, you really probably can't play that much in the Big Ten. But if he does add, get up to 240 or, or 245 or whatever it is, he feels like a guy that could surprise you. And, and towards his last couple of years, like we saw with Mav, um, be an impactful offensive skill player. Yeah, for sure. He's got the off- offensive skill set that uh, can impact you there, um, can really uh, be an offensive threat. And, and that's something that they don't they don't have a pick and pop five. They don't have a, a stretch it out and and be a threat beyond the arc five, and, and that's something that he could eventually become. Uh, if it if the body doesn't work out, he's just not going to work at this level, and he he's not even going to be able to give you the the spot minutes, battle in the pain, grab some rebounds that I think Jermaine would be able has shown a little bit, uh, and maybe can, and can build on that going forward as he develops. Uh, so that that's going to be interesting. I know that fans want this to be the Ethan Happ, the Frank Kaminsky, and look. You could say Illinois is due for one of those, but um, in terms of the resume, a little bit different. Ethan Happ was a two-time first-team All-Stater. Kaminsky uh, was an All-Stater as a senior. I don't know what's going on at Wisconsin. They, they figure it out, but uh, we'll see, I guess. Kaminsky wasn't a you – know, I mean, Kaminsky was a good player throughout his career, right? And had, had really good offers for a long time before Wisconsin uh, came along. Uh, so, Derek, are you a believer? <laughs> Oh man, this is tough because I'm not a huge Justin Bieber guy to be honest. But uh, am I am I a leave guy? I, I don't know. I we'll see. Take it or leave uh, it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm not. I, I think it's hilarious. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. It's so hard to project. I, I don't want. I don't think. I think it's too early to say. Absolutely not, or absolutely yes, or uh, to go one way or not or the other, but. Um, he's going to have to practice and, and get in the weight room for a couple months, even just to get a feel from the, from the coaching staff's perspective, if, if this is something that he can, can handle or, or how he's going to respond to it. I've compared this, Derek, to like a 6'6", 240-pound offensive tackle, right? You plug him in the program for two years and then see what you got, right? Like he's got some upside, but this is a flyer, and that's okay. I think it's a great opportunity for the kid. Uh, I think it's uh, a good thing for the program to have an in-state guy that wants to play for you and has some upside. Um, that's the 12th or 13th spot in the roster. That's, that's what they're there for. Uh, but so, some people freaked out right away. What's this mean about Kofi, Derek? What's this, this is mean Kofi's gone. <laughs> no, no. Like, this isn't the answer to Kofi leaving, even if that were the case. They had an open scholarship. You might as well use it. Yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not go there with Kofi. Uh, this isn't a guy that's going to challenge any of any of Kofi's minutes and if Kofi's not there he's not a guy that can really answer that at all so uh, I understand maybe fishing for an answer on Kofi could we say absolutely not Kofi's coming back it's for sure and they get their their answer there or or yeah you know there's some skepticism but uh, no effect no effect but again uh, as we've said for the last couple weeks a month Kofi's been here on campus in Champaign for for more than a month uh, the expectation is that he'll be here as a sophomore. Something would really have to change uh, as far as the expectations, but no, it doesn't change. Even 
they, they you know, the staff would, would say uh, the, the word around the staff is it's not really even changing their approach in 2021 for the right. class as far as how many guys they can potentially take. And, and let's be honest, it makes you wonder, Hamlin or Lieb, are, are those guys both going to be long-term solutions or long-term flyers that you kind of wait? Maybe only one guy's works out and one guy's moving on here in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, Lieb isn't the answer in 21 either, right? Like, yeah. and, and the staff knows that. Like, Mac Etienne is probably more likely to start for Illinois even though he's not committed, right? Like, oh, that, that That is the more likely scenario right there uh, moving forward. Uh, one more piece of recruiting news, Derek, before we uh, talk a little TBT. We get some basketball on our screen this weekend with some Illini flavor. Um, Alex Chiku reclassifying to the class of 2020. He released a top nine. I know you are a big fan of him, um, Mike Foster, and, and he would be definitely an answer at the four for the long term. Uh, just where do you think Illinois, I mean, they're in the top nine, obviously they're a player, uh, but uh, what do you think of the potential of Illinois landing him and, and how they sit and what his impact could be? He's done a good job and probably in better position, at least I thought, a week or so ago or even earlier this last month than some would have expected just based on an out-of-state kid that's in the top 50 range and you, and you wonder about the ties uh, or, or just the groundwork that they've been able to lay with him. But uh, Jim Coleman is is really tight and has an established relationship with uh, Alex Chiku's trainer, same trainer as Antoine January, and they've, they've worked it pretty, pretty good and, and had a story a couple weeks ago uh, where – he said that it was one of the best Zooms they did when they met with Brad Underwood and Chin Coleman. So uh, it seemed like they were intending to take a visit whenever that opportunity was going to uh, present itself. Hopefully uh, they had hoped in the fall. If he was staying 21, obviously that's going to change now with 2020. This is a really interesting recruitment because he hasn't taken any official visits. I don't think he's been on really any of these campuses. Uh, you have Oregon in the mix. You always wonder about them. They're a recruiting powerhouse, uh, a lot to sell. Arizona uh, and Florida State is another one that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, I think that Illinois should feel like they're they're in it. it. I I raise an eyebrow, and I think a lot of people would. The fact that they took Brandon Lee the week before he announced this news, I don't think that this would surprise Illinois. And then if Io and Kofi were to come back with adding Lee, you don't have any spots. Uh, we've talked a lot about Io again about the unlikelihood that he returns. Uh, I think Illinois would like to wait it out until a final decision is made. Um, but what are they going to do with Chiku? They're not going to turn him away. Um, but, yeah, uh, he's he's 6'11", and he has, in terms of an offensive package, it's it's got NBA level uh, written all over it. So um, you're looking for that stretch four, which we talked a lot about. He would answer that. He wants opportunity. I think they have a lot to sell. We'll, we'll kind of see here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, what he's looking at. I would worry more about can you actually land him than do you have the spots? Like, yeah. you know, when we come to that conversation, like the, the spots thing, it it works itself out. They'll, they'll find a way to get Alex Chiku if he wants to to be here. That's I, I would just my history and how much we've talked about that. I would imagine that's the case. All right, Derek, we actually have basketball on our TVs this weekend with the TBT. Um, House of Pain teams had a lot of different formulations of what it's looked like, but we finally have a final roster uh, for the Illini TBT team, House of Pain. They start on July 4th, 7 p.m. on ESPN. So you see Andres Felice, Malcolm Hill, uh, Laron Black, Michael Finke, Nana Egwu, uh, Cameron Liss, 
Michael Tulip, and then a couple other uh, non-Illini. Mike Down, who's a great at South Dakota State. Um, you also have Kyle Vanalis, who they really like, can be a, a lead guard uh, for them as well. Uh, so, Derek, what, what do you just think of, of this team they've put together and, and what it could look like this weekend? I'm excited. I'm excited to see, obviously, basketball again. But uh, the opportunity to see Andres Feliz take the court again is something that anyone that watched him this past season, that's your guy. Uh, to, to see him suited up in the orange and blue is going to be fun. Um, Malcolm Hill, some of those familiar faces, but also just – the collection of talent that they've been able to, to get, um, they've got scoring power for sure. Uh, when you think about, and it really answers, I think Michael Latulip has done a good job at each level um, at different positions. You look at the lead guard spot, you have Felice, Matt Mooney is a guy that performed at a high level on a final four run, uh, Texas Tech. And uh, Vanalis, you mentioned there, was is one maybe not to sleep on who played in the VTB All-Star game uh, alongside Malcolm Hill. and. Uh, you go from there, and uh, Billy Garrett Jr. was a nice late addition for this squad. And six foot six, who's you know just a year ago he played overseas this past year, but before that he was in the Knicks G League organization and put up 17 a game. So he's he's got an ability to score in-state ties, uh, play at DePaul, and and won a state championship at Morgan Park. Uh, we know Malcolm Ma- Malcolm can get a bucket. Uh, he he can play a couple of different positions. Uh, interested to see what his game looks like. It's been a while uh, uh, since we've seen him, uh, and we know where he's at on those leaderboards as far as his career statistics. Uh, and then I think Mike Dom was a huge get. Uh, obviously, again, a guy that can really get get you some points, third all-time in the NCAA in scoring. He's six foot nine, really spaced the floor, uh, played this past year in Spain, which is a, a pretty generally high-level overseas league. For him and then Nana, another one of your guys uh, to play some defense. So they got some they got some names. I I know we're going to come back to the fact that uh, if they would have had that star, that BP three or Ray, uh, I think that would really tie it together nicely, and I'd feel better about them. Maybe even upsetting Carmen's crew in the second round. But um, this team does have talent, uh, and it's it's really interesting because they haven't played together. Uh, they they're yeah. just practicing together the last couple of days, but that. They're in the same boat as a lot of these teams as well. So uh, I, I'm excited. I'm ready to watch it. Yeah, I'm hoping um, this is like the long-term thing. Like that's what Tulip's idea, right? Because, I mean, yeah, come on, look at some of these guys. Agru, Hill, Feliz. These are some of the fan favorites, the Jeremy Warner favorites used the third person over here. Uh, Matt Mooney, by the way, I don't see on the roster anymore. I think he signed that two-way deal. Oh, yeah, that's right. With the Cavs. So, mm. yeah, they, they don't have him anymore. But that means Andres, man. I, I feel like – for him, for Malcolm, um, for a lot of these guys, pretty nice showcase for their pro careers, which is why, you know, Mooney, um, Ray, they, they got their deals. You can understand that. But uh, for some of these guys, it's going to be a real showcase to see Nana shoot the three, uh, to see Feliz playing against this level of competition. And, and Malcolm, man, he's changed that body. He went vegan and he thinned <laughs> out, which is uh, seemingly doing pretty well for him. He's, he's been a, a big bucket getter overseas. Yeah, top five, four in the in the BTB league, and um, has had some success for sure. And yeah, all these guys, uh, you know, really when you look at overseas, um, especially as you're trying to climb your way up, it's a year by year thing. It's trying in terms of trying to find your destination and um, trying to climb up into better leagues, better situation, better uh, pay. And, and obviously, a lot of those guys would still, um, a lot of guys playing in this tournament may, might still have NBA dreams, aspirations. So. I know obviously Ray was going to be one of those guys, but uh, Andres Felice, in terms of where he's going to play 
his first professional ball. I think that this is a this is a, a perfect opportunity to, to continue to to show what he can do. And if Illinois goes on a nice little run there, and I know that's the that's the line we used with IO and NBA, but it, it applies still. Uh, he can impress somebody and, and get an opportunity. Uh, so that that's for him. Same with Malcolm. If if Malcolm has a, a great showing. Maybe he's not in VTB anymore. Maybe he's in, he's, you know, in uh, Spain or, or maybe he's in, in a better opportunity, better situation. So really all those guys, uh, this is a personal chance for them to, to show out, to show out their game. But, uh, but also you're playing for a, for a million dollars if you're able to go on a run and, and get into that. In that well, next. And, and Derek Piper gets the experience of a Beats this weekend, right? You get that feel again. Um, yeah, let, let us know how the Zoom beat goes. We've been doing that with Illinois football, and it's it's been fine. You know, like I, I miss actually talking with fellow media, with you being in person, uh, seeing that and seeing these people in, in person. But, man, it's nice to cover something and <laughs> get get a little bit of sports back here. For sure. It's fun to break down – Break down some ball and, and hear all the, the coaching cliches that Mike Latulip wants to throw out there that we've heard from John Gross and, and everybody else. Uh, I'm all for it. I'll, I'll write it, type it up, tran- transcribe it, all that. But, uh, yeah, to watch a game, to break it down, to, to sit on Twitter and throw out some things, some funny things to say, but also some analysis, I, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what, that's what we're in this for. So uh, been missing that and, and ready to have some basketball back in my life. If House of Pain goes on a run, does Latua bring the ladder out? Does he see that inspired? <laughs> I love John. I love John. Yeah, I know. It, was weird. No, it was weird. It was. It was. Um, I don't know. We'll have to ask him that. You are going to need a ladder to cut down the nets eventually, but uh, so maybe have it on hand if you get towards the, the Final Four and, and whatnot. There you go. Uh, Derek Piper, appreciate it, man. Enjoy the TBT. We'll be looking forward to your coverage. Let's do it. I'm excited. Great stuff with Derek Piper, Illini Inquirer. Great information there on Brandon Lieb and a breakdown of where Illinois stands after that addition. And, uh, yes, this TBT should be fun. Derek's going to cover it, and uh, we'll have uh, another story coming up from him about Malcolm Hill. So check all that out at IlliniInquirer.com this weekend. And, yes, a team with Malcolm Hill and Nana Egu and Andres Felice. I will enjoy watching though. Uh, that is one of my, those are three of my favorite players that I've covered uh, with Illinois basketball over the last 10 years or so. Again, we got a lot of content on the site right now, including a lot of football, a lot of football recruiting, and the latest with a lot of basketball. Again, if you want to try it out, 30% off an annual subscription to a line I inquire or just a dollar for your first month. Just try it out. See if you like it. I think you will. As always, appreciate you guys listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. If you don't already, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, wherever you get your podcast. That really helps us out. Everybody have a great 4th of July weekend. We'll catch up with you soon on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.